Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Of course, one of the most unfortunate things about the COVID-19 pandemic that we're currently living through is the impact it has had on so many businesses. Um, certainly, government restrictions on public gatherings has, has been felt in many industries, and, and the shutdown of many parts of the economy due to health concerns has, has impacted others. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell with you again. And today we turn our attention to what maybe I would call a, a trickle-down aspect of the pandemic, notably the inability of people to make rent payments uh, due to lost wages and, and other situations. So we're going to talk about that. Joining me to provide a legal voice in this situation is Attorney Josh Pagan. Josh uh, of Lavelle Law has been with us in the past. I haven't talked in a while, so good afternoon, and thanks for joining me again today, Josh. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. So as I mentioned, uh, one of the aspects of the pandemic has been the loss of income for many people. Um, now, if someone is a property owner, their their industry, so to call it, which is providing you know residential space for people to work in, or maybe commercial or to commercial work in residential living, uh, isn't shut down, but they're unable to collect rent in many of those instances. Give give us a quick overview of what's happening in Illinois right now regarding property owners and, and their ability to to sort of manage their property when people aren't paying. Sure. So right now, um, so I guess, well, since March technically, but it, it, it's been extended uh, multiple times, uh, Governor Pritzker has issued a moratorium on evictions in Illinois, which means that uh, tenants cannot be evicted for the failure to pay rent during the time that that moratorium is in, is in effect. Um, it was set to expire uh, on September 19th. That was the most recent expiration date but it's since been extended until October 17th. And I imagine it'll be, it'll likely be extended beyond that. Yeah. So um, we talk about evictions and that's not in any sense, a simple process. And there's a rather lengthy process. Can you tell us what that normally looks like outside of the you know pandemic we're in now? What, what does it take to go through an eviction for a landlord? Sure. I'll, I'll kind of give you a, 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 a synthesized version of what it looks like. But essentially, when Uh someone fails to pay rent or uh, breaches a lease or if a month-to-month lease is coming up to an end or if you want to end that month-to-month lease, um, uh, you have to serve your tenants with a proper notice, um, and that notice depends on the reason for ending the lease. Um, It could be a 5, 10, or 30-day notice. Once you've served the tenant with that notice, they have um, that 5, 10, or 30 days to... Uh, to either move out or fix whatever the problem is, whether it's the failure to pay rent, stop breaching the lease in a certain way. Um, And then what happens is on that following day, uh, on that sixth day, that 11th day, or that 31st day, um, if your tenants have not complied with that notice, you are then able to file an eviction action in uh, in court um, in order to remove them from the property. Um, and so everything is done through uh, the legal system. Um, uh, I know many times in movies people see, you know, uh, characters slapping eviction notices on doors, locking people out, throwing out belongings. Um, all of that is 
uh, illegal and improper in Illinois. Um, it all has to be done through this, this, through this uh, process I've just described um, through the court system. Okay, and now, of course, the courts themselves have been um, uh, closed in many cases or running very small caseloads anyway. Um, but, but tell us again a little bit about the moratorium, what the governor has instituted here in Illinois, and, and what does that mean to a landlord? Sure. So um, essentially what it means is um, that uh, landlords cannot evict tenants um, for the failure to pay rent um, in Illinois. That is essentially what the moratorium means. Now, um, there are a couple caveats to that. Number one, you can, the, the landlord can still serve their tenant with a, with a five-day notice to failure to pay rent. They just can't actually file uh, the eviction lawsuit until the moratorium is lifted. So that's number one. Number two okay. is it does not relieve the tenant of the obligation to pay rent. The tenant is still responsible for paying rent for the entire time that they live in the property. Um, uh, so those are sort of the two main uh, takeaways from the moratorium. And three, um, this does not bar evictions, um, at least the state moratorium does not bar evictions for other breaches of the lease. So you know most standard leases that you cannot use the property to engage in any criminal activity. Well, if there's a violation of that lease provision, um, it's considered a, it's considered a uh, health and safety risk to other tenants into the property, then uh, those types of um, actions are allowed during the moratorium. Well, let's uh, certainly circle back and dig into a couple of those a little bit here. But um, just to, to finish uh, referencing the, the moratorium, you had mentioned that it was uh, – uh, had been extended. Is that presumed to be a, a temporary um, action, and and um, is it being you know extended every 30 days? What's the cycle been so far since this has been instituted? It was much longer at the beginning of the pandemic. It was every 60 to you know uh, every 60 to 40. Uh, I'm sorry, every 60 to 70 days. Um, now it's been every 30. It's it's been renewed um, you know for 30 day increments. Um, closer and closer to the expiration date. So I'm sure at some point it's going to fall off once things start going back to normal, hopefully in 2021. But I imagine that we will continue to see extensions in the moratorium through the end of the year. Now, what about, um, and maybe I'll invent a term here, but I'll, I'll call it, you know, soft evictions, which might involve changing the locks or, you know, shutting off utilities, um, Anything like that allowable, or is that, is that no backdoor opportunity for a landlord with those types of actions? So, yeah, so um, uh, uh, things like changing locks, removing personal items, turning off utilities, all of those are a no-go in Illinois. And, in fact, if you live in Chicago, they can, and they can um, uh, or if the property is located in Chicago, and you, uh, you, you can end up in, in some hot water under the, uh, Chicago Residential Landlord Tenant Ordinance. Um, uh, Chicago uh, tenants receive extra protections under that ordinance. So, but in general, though, all of that is a no-go um, in Illinois. Um, uh, you know, tenants and landlords are always free to work things out between themselves um, if they want to come to some sort of arrangement. But um, the landlord cannot take it upon himself um, or herself to change locks. Pick people out, things of that nature. 
And as we sort of paint the picture here in our discussion today, um, you know, I, I'm assuming we're talking residential properties. Um, in general, would this moratorium also apply to rent people who are renting commercial space, or is it primarily just residential? It's primarily residential. Okay. Well, we're going to talk, uh, continue our conversation with Attorney Josh Pagan of Lavelle Law. Um, you know, you can learn much more about him and his practice if you visit LavelleLaw.com. I always reference that website. Uh, uh, you'll always find articles written by our guests, uh, videos they may have produced, podcasts that they have been on, and um, you also get an understanding of the work they do, the various uh, practice groups that they're a part of. And uh, it's always just a great resource for uh, you know topics like this and, and many others. And, of course, um, when you call Lavelle Law, you're always going to talk to an attorney on the first call, and that number is 847-705-7555. So uh, if you want to follow up on this or other topics, uh, please definitely reach out. Um, Take me back, Josh, to the comment you made about uh, not absolving the tenant from from paying their rent. Now, if they're in this situation, they probably don't have the income. That's why they're not paying if this does continue on for some period of time and, and they can't be evicted, are, are you saying then that once the moratorium is lifted that all that back rent will be due to uh, to uphold the, the lease on their end? Unfortunately, that is correct. And that's been one of the biggest criticisms of the moratorium um, as well as, you know, the nature of the lease that's been given at the state and federal level is that although uh, – you know, although the moratorium prevents families from being evicted during the pandemic at a time when they need to be isolated from other people, um, it's only a temporary stopgap because then if their landlord decides to evict them for all the months that they uh, didn't pay rent, you know, let's say, you know, we go March to March, that's 12, you know, that's 12 months, um, you know, all of, you know, every month that goes by comes due. Um, and so, unfortunately, yeah, so unfortunately, um, uh, you know, should the landlord decide to file an eviction action, they can seek each and every month that was not paid, assuming that they, assuming that they uh, follow the notice requirements under the, stat- under the eviction statute. But, yeah, they could potentially seek all of it. Yeah, and unfortunately, too, you could look at it from the other side and assume that if people know they're not going to be evicted, even if they have the money, they might choose not to pay their rent and, um, especially if they're planning on leaving at some point. So uh, the question for exactly. me then is, has there, yeah, has there been any activity in the courts at all that you're aware of that people challenge this, or um, is there really nothing since it's uh, sort of a, a directive from the governor's office that this can be challenged in any way right now? Um, I believe um, I believe downstate there have been some challenges by um, by property owner organizations against the moratorium. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the status of them are. I mean, obviously, as of right now, the moratorium is still in effect, so um, they uh, obviously haven't been successful quite yet. But I know that there have been challenges in court um, against the moratorium by property owners. Well, let's let's focus too on the one other thing that you mentioned, which is, um, you know, this applies to people not paying rent. But if there are other violations of the lease that might impact uh, health, safety, or you know, the the, the property itself, that evictions um, still can be pursued. Um, is everything following the same process, and are the courts able to at least handle those types of cases right now with with the manner in which they've been running on a reduced caseload? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's it's a very similar pro it's a very similar process. Typically, for other violations of the lease, it's a ten day notice that's required um, on that eleventh day. If they still haven't complied with the notice, then an eviction action can be filed. Um, and most courts in Illinois at this point um, are operating um, at a minimum uh, via video conferencing, like Zoom. Um, so you know, um, unfortunately. Uh, the eviction process in a non-COVID world is already slow as it is. So, um, uh, you know, I already tell my clients that they shouldn't expect an eviction overnight. But in the in you know, sort of an eviction action in the age of COVID via Zoom, um, they should definitely not expect an eviction, even if they are able to file one right away. Um, they should not expect one overnight. Um, it moves slowly, um, but if it's for or if it's for a reason that's exempt from the moratorium. You can get it filed and you can move it forward um, for sure, even if it's uh, via video conference. Well, uh, certainly unusual times for uh, for everyone, and we see how it impacts different businesses and, and different uh, means of uh, generating income, and it, it uh, certainly has a, a view from both sides. I want to certainly thank our guests for being with us today, and again, let me direct everyone over to lavellelaw.com to get some more information um, and um, if you have time, you're interested, you want to follow up on this, um, uh, if you do own property or landlord and you want to understand the law a little bit more, uh, give Josh a call, 847-705-7555. He'll be uh, available to answer questions for you. Josh, thanks for being with us. And, of course, everyone, thanks for listening as well today. And we'll be back with another episode. Thanks very much. <laughs>